Howdy, Mountaineers, and welcome back to The Girls Who Get It. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, and I'm joined by Sydney Wentz this week. Sydney, how are you? I'm awesome, Kaylee. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Sydney Wentz. I am the podcast editor for The Daily Athenaeum. I am a senior journalism major with a double minor in marketing and music industry. Our DA stands may know me from Monday in Morgantown. And are you still watching? I have produced a lot of the content that we have as a podcasting department. And I've been here for a long time. And I called on my cutie little friend Kaylee across the table here from me to help us out with a little woman in sports content. So I'm so excited you've been doing this. You've been absolutely killing it. And now here we are. Thank you, Sydney. I'm excited to be here. So how has your week been? My week has been good. We we, we won a football game. I, I wanted some fun senior year memories and I got a rain delay as my first senior football game. I know. I don't. I don't know that I had been at a rain delay game I've never yet. been at a delay. I think I'd been at one lightning delayed baseball game last year. Because that's like my my two fun facts of life. Or I am like low-key a like former WVU baseball groupie. Like I really do love the baseball team. They were killing it last year. Cheer for them always. Well, then um, we have some good news for you coming up later. Lovely. And then my... Other fun fact of life is I am from north of Akron, south of Cleveland, Ohio, and I went to the rival high school of St. Vincent St. Mary, which is the infamous home of LeBron James. He got drafted out of St. No v into to the Cavs, into the NBA did when he I was sense, in high school. Did I sense a bit of jealousy in there? They went at basketball. We went at football. <laughs> Go Knights. Okay, Go Knights fair. five ever. Fair split. Fair split. Well, it seems like it's been a pretty great week for you. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, it hasn't been great for everyone. Should we cue the dramatic effects? Cue the dramatic music. So we're going to take a second Anyone to pour one out for the less fortunate. Of the First, this one goes out to all the fantasy footballers who drafted Aaron Rodgers. Every night in my <laughs> Rodgers made his debut with the Jets after 18 you. seasons with the Packers, I and that career with the Jets you. lasted all of 75 seconds. An MRI confirmed that Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon and will be Silent out for the season. Another one goes out to the second order of mac and cheese bites I ordered at Sheets after the Duquesne game and never got. I stopped there on my way home. I ordered two orders of mac and cheese bites as part of my app sampler, and half of them were replaced with spicy mozzarella sticks. So, fly high, I'll miss you forever. We've also got to pour one out for those of us who did not get requested tickets to the Backyard Brawl this weekend. I stayed up until 1 o'clock this morning just to get an email that said, unfortunately, you have not been selected to receive a ticket for the football game versus Pitt. Don't be too sad for her, guys. Kaylee did get Zach Bryan tickets. I did, but I don't know. If, I don't even know if I can go now. You still got them. I did. You still I got them. But, Sydney, did you get tickets to the Pitt game? I did get a ticket to the Pitt game. I bought a ticket Listen, to the Pitt game. I, I was scared. You don't understand. I, I, have a, I have a lovely, lovely friend group, but we have one. We have one Pitt fan. And it is my life's mission to harass this man. I love him 364 days of the year, but Saturday he will be my worst enemy. As he knows should. who he is, and if he isn't listening to this, then he's fake. No, listen, I... His girlfriend's probably listening to this, though. Hey. I am West Virginia, born 
and raised. Mm -hmm. This is the only backyard brawl the entire time I've been in college that has been in Morgantown. I'm about to call President Gee himself and be like, Elwood, (laughs) get me in Milan Pushkar Stadium this Saturday or I'm passing my own vote of no confidence. Okay? Dearest Elwood. I need there. (laughs) I want to go to there. You don't understand. (laughs) I want to go to there. I want to go to there more than I've wanted anything in my life. This has been Pour One Out with the girls who get it. But it's time to move on to some better news that will for sure cheer you guys up. So the WVU women's soccer team managed a one-to-one draw against Auburn on September 7th. But there was a little bit more to it than just a soccer game. Right, Sydney, have you heard about this? Yes, this is the whole reason I'm here. So I had looked into this. I will admit, not the biggest sports person. Grew up in Cleveland. My, my parents were Browns fans. I never really identified. I never really identified with the Ohio State stands. Because of who the would world. be a Browns fan? Okay. Who would be a Browns okay. fan? Okay, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there, New York Yankees. <gasps> Listen. Don't, don't go there, New York Yankees. We're on a comeback. Baby Bombers 2.0, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming back. And if we would have had three more runs against the Cubs, we would have won the World Series. Okay. We, we all say the same thing. Back to back to back to WVU women's soccer. Tell yes. us about it. Nikki Izo Brown is the head coach of WVU Women's Soccer. And her daughter, Sammy Brown, plays for Auburn. So Nikki had to coach against her own kid. Yes, it was a brown-on-brown face-off as Nikki Izzo-Brown coached the Mountaineers and her daughter Sammy played midfield for the Auburn Tigers. Taylor White scored WVU's lone goal, and while Izzo-Brown didn't get to see her daughter score a goal like she had hoped because she had said before the game she wanted a 2-1 to win, so she wanted the Mountaineers to get two goals, but she, she wanted, wanted her, her daughter, daughter to, to score a goal. Which That's precious. I know, So, but... Sammy unfortunately did not score a goal, but she did contribute to the one goal that Auburn got as she passed it to Auburn's Sydney Richards, who took a shot that was deflected by Mountaineer goalie Kaza Massey. And then after it was deflected, the ball was retrieved by Auburn forward Carly Thatcher, who put the ball in the net to get Auburn on board. So Sammy passed it to Sydney, who took a shot. That shot bounced off, and then that went to Carly, who then got it in. So she was part of that play. So, so Coach Izzo Brown did get to see that. And then after the game, she was talking about what it was like to coach against her daughter, saying that during the game, she would only refer to Sammy as number 10 to keep her emotions in check. So she couldn't bring herself to say her daughter's name when she was coaching against her, which is actually so sweet and a very honestly a very smart coaching strategy it, by it, Izzo Brown. It really is. Did you ever have a parent coach you in a sport as a kid? I did. So I I played basketball from second to sixth grade. And my it was either my mom or dad coached me, whoever kind of had the most free time that year, because it changed. Because <clears throat> my dad my dad played basketball when he was younger. And he, he still like would kind of play pickup games with my brother and he's he's pretty good. Um and my mom was a runner in high school and then I was also a runner in high school. So while she was never she was never like my official coach. When I ran in high school, she would kind of like coach me on the side and be like, I know what it was like running in these kinds of races. This is how I did it. Obviously, you're different. But so I had my dad and mom who both kind of switched coaching me in basketball. My mom would kind of secondhand coach me in running. My dad would coach or would kind of do the same thing with my brother where he wasn't the coach but because my brother played basketball 
from second all the way through 12th grade. <laughs> so. I, I have a lot of notes to kind of delve into my relationship with my mom. My mom coached me for a majority of my childhood in volleyball, but I played golf my last years of high school, and my dad is an avid golfer. So I would get notes at the bottom of my steps when I'd come down the stairs in the morning before a golf tournament, and we would... Like, he'd have, like, the note of, like, making sure I was, like, checking my stance when I was, like, doing my drive, making sure I had the ball teed right, like, remembering, like, the steps to putting because my short game in golf sucks. My short game in golf sucks. Still does to this day. Um, But, you know, my dad never, like, coached me in sports, but my mom started coaching me in middle school volleyball in third grade and coached me and the same group of, like, nine girls from third to eighth grade. We had the same team every year. So, like, there was two teams. Wow. One team. So, we went to a private Catholic school. So, it was a CYO league, like, through the church. And I, um, we had, like, the team of the girls that went to the private school because of, like, when the practices could be. And then the other team happened to have almost all the girls that went to the public school that went to the church. Because their school, like school schedule was different, so the girls practiced at a different time. We never played against each other. We were technically in like two different leagues of CYO. Like every school had two teams. But my mom, I mean, that was a big chunk of my formative years. And yeah. it was like that was my thing I did with my mom. And I do believe it's why we're so close. But Aww. I have like notes on it. So my mom started coaching me in third grade. It finished in eighth grade. My seventh and eighth grade years, we played two seasons. So I played volleyball year round. Wow. For of like the, I played for almost seven, eight years. I played until 10th grade and then I picked up golf in 11th. I think we played year round fifth through, no, it'd be like sixth through 10th. So like the last four or five years of it, we were playing year round. We would play fall, church league. We would play winter, junior Olympic, like what AAU basketball is, like it's club travel team. And then we played on a traveling like weekend league um, that was essentially structured like a J.O., like a junior Olympic club for high schools that would pull together their best kids. And we played, we won one year, lost one year. That was in seventh and eighth grade. So we lost seventh grade, came back and won in eighth grade. And we won the, like, city tournament. Like, we won the league our eighth grade year playing wow. CYO. Okay, okay. I played volleyball for a long time. I did a lot of everything. It was my <laughs> life. It is the reason I, like, contribute to a lot of my conflict management was team drama. It's also where I contribute a majority of my self-esteem issues. Oh. 100%. It is, like, but it's, that happens to a lot of athletes. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about, especially amongst, like, women like coach burnout is so real oh yeah and like i'm proud of the women who speak up about it because there is a there will be a coach in your life i'm grateful to say it was not my mother but there will be a coach in your life for every sport that will ruin it for you see i was lucky to never have that experience which granted i only really did one sport which was running Mm -hmm. but um and i was which my mom would like kind of like help me out with running but she never made me do anything I didn't want to do. Like, if I wanted to get better in my sport, it was of my own volition and it was my own effort. It wasn't being, like, forced to, like, you're getting up before school and you're working out and doing whatever. And our coach was also very, very good about, like, pushing us and, like, not, like, not letting us settle. Mm-hmm. Like, 
don't just don't yeah. settle for you know being okay or like mm-hmm. finishing the race like keep trying to get better but he was also really good at celebrating like individual achievements yeah. so like i was always i was always like fifth mm-hmm. like fifth or sixth on the team so like very on, on a team with eight girls yeah. very middle of the pack but if i got a pr he was like good job i'm so, like, so glad you said that because that was my next point, is I was never, I had a lot of very athletic friends growing up. I had friends that were three sport athletes. I was a one sport athlete and I played that's at that same sport the entire year. But I was never the best on any of my teams. My entire life, I was never like that player that all the parents were like, oh, she's in, we can rely on her. Like I was never that kid. And I, I'm going to word this in the nicest way possible, but it's the truth. My mom never made, like, my mom made sure that I always knew, like, and it's not in a bad way. Like, I see your face, and literally what I'm telling you is, like, (laughs) I was never told my entire life my, insert curse word with an S, four letters, didn't stink. Like, I know so, but I'm serious. (laughs) There's so many kids that grow up their entire life being told by their parents that they are a precious baby. They are God's gift to the sport they play. And they will do everything. And then they burn out and they get to a different coach that isn't their parent and the world knocks them on their butt. Yeah. And I was grateful every day. My mom knew how to coach me because she knew me. But that was the thing is my mom, God bless her, was a stay at home mom, raised my brother and I. We are her world. I am grateful to her every day for everything she's done for me in my entire life. She is the reason I am the person I am today. But she was in a very unique position where as much like she was bringing all of us up. Yeah. It was those nine girls she was raising like her kids. She was bringing us up to be young women and teaching us about sports and the importance of like keeping those teammate principles and those team building skills in your life was so important to my mom. And I'm grateful every day because I'm a better person for it that she did not sit me in the car and go, Oh, well, we, we won't play her because because obviously she's this, that, and whatever. No, she's like, this is what you need to do if you want to not get benched. Yeah. And she would tell me, like, the truth. And yeah. I'm grateful every day because I was raised by you work for what you get parents, and I'm a better person for it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And what you were saying about, like, when you're being coached by a parent, they know how to coach you. And that's something that both that like both of my mm-hmm. parents kind of did, like kind of like working with us like at home or like outside of mm-hmm. practice, like you know, my my parents knew that like if I was in a bad mood, it was no use trying to get me to run that day, because either I would do it as like to clear my head or I wanted to do nothing, mm-hmm. and they knew that if I got pushed, I wouldn't want to do like anything at all, or I would yeah like because I don't. I don't respond well to being pushed. I like being able to do things mm-hmm. myself and like feeling like I've done something of my own volition mm-hmm. and I'll get to that point eventually. But I'm very much the kid that like if you're about to do the dishes and then your mom asks you to do the dishes, then you don't want to do the dishes. That's yes. that's how I am even with my sports. I, I love the way we're having this conversation. For reference, we did not share notes. We did not talk about anything <laughs> before we came into this. That was me switching over to golf. My dad put like didn't push me, but he like encouraged me like every so often he'd be like try golf you know what isn't determined by a coach your golf score you 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 score the lowest you you get on the you're on the docket for that week to play in the tournament like and it knocked me on my butt the first time it happened was I 
played like crap in my first varsity tournament. And he was like, I'm going to, we're going to take you off the roster for this week. Um, you're going to, you can come to the tournament if you want to, since it's on a weekend and you can ride around with me and help out with the team and like track scores for me, but you're not going to play. Yeah. And it made me work. Exactly. That's the thing is I think every person in their life should take up golf, tennis, or now pickleball because one, I think they are truly lifetime sports. People don't believe it when you're young. They are truly lifetime sports. But I learned more about myself as a person in playing two years of golf. And I learned more about my ability and my confidence level in myself in two years of golf than I did in seven years of like heavy heavy competitive volleyball and the god honest truth is I played golf because the girl that sat behind me in my English class that also was no longer playing volleyball was like hey there's a golf team meeting tonight we should go and here you are see I almost because we had switched coaches my um junior year of high school we switched we had we had a new track coach and that particular coach um wasn't very adaptive to how people had conditioned over the winter between like cross country and track season because I didn't swim so I didn't really have any sports over the winter and my junior year our new coach had um pushed us very hard in the first week of practice because usually that's like a conditioning kind of week to get you used to running the way you should be uh, and he didn't really give us a conditioning week. And I ended up with ten, like tendonitis in my knee that still flares up to this day because he didn't because we did we didn't have like that period of time that we usually have. So <laughs> I had said, I said, if I if he coaches again my senior year, I'm going to play softball. I never did because we got our other coach back senior year. But. Yeah, I, d- I also almost switched sports. Now, would I have been any good at softball? I have no idea. I can hit. I can't catch to save my life. So I've always wanted to pick up tennis, though. My mom plays tennis. <gasps> Shout out to the Latucci Women's Tennis Center in Stowe, Ohio. My mom is a women's 40 and over national doubles champion. Slay. She okay. kills it. I love her. Shout out, Heather. We love you, Mom. Um, yeah, no, I just have like the most random little back pocket sports facts. I don't know <laughs> anything about like, I just started fi- like I figured out soccer by going to a couple games because all of my friends at school played soccer as kids and I never did. Um, I figured out baseball by going to games and I'm just now genuinely like I now know that the yellow line on TV means it's the line you have to make it to a first down. Oh, you're, like talking, about, you're not, talking about football Yeah, now. I ain't good at football. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, the yellow line doesn't show up when I, you're watching it in person. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the yellow line. The yellow line. Wait, I'm, I'm sitting there going, where's the yellow line? <laughs> but uh, wrapping up, talking about parents as oh, coaches. Yeah. Um, Izzo Brown herself, after the game, said that being on opposing sides does not keep her from coaching her daughter. So even though she's coaching another team, she does still help her daughter because she said that they do like often talk soccer and her daughter will send her her film and uh, will ask her what she can do better. And then Coach Izzo Brown will give her daughter feedback on just what she sees from her film. And she did mention that she was excited to watch 
the film from the WVU Auburn game back because she was coaching, so she didn't really get to watch her daughter that much. So she said that she was excited to watch it back and, you know, see what the Mountaineers can improve on, but also get to actually watch her daughter, which I thought was so sweet. So yeah, no, shout I, out shout out to Nikki Izzo Brown for being an awesome coach and an even better mom. Yeah, that's absolutely adorable. I loved having this conversation with you, but do yeah. you want to lead us through um, some sports news, particularly what's coming up in WVU Sports. I would love to tell you what's happening in WVU Sports. So, Izzo Brown and the WVU women's soccer team take on UCF this Saturday at 6 p.m. down in Orlando. Say hi to Mickey for me, ladies. The Mountaineers are coming off a week of two ties, the one against Auburn that happened, and then <clears throat> the one against Auburn that happened on Thursday, I believe, as well as a 0-0 tie against Villanova this past Sunday. The WVU volleyball team took two of three games at the Colgate Ellis Rowland Memorial Tournament this past week. They lost a five-set battle to Colgate on Thursday, but followed that by defeating Cornell in four sets on Friday, securing WVU's 100th win against Cornell and the University of Albany in three sets on Saturday. The volleyball girlies are back in the Coliseum for the Mountaineer Invitational this weekend, playing Old Dominion Thursday morning at 10 a.m. for something called Donuts and Digs. I would love to be there for that. And then North Dakota State Thursday evening at 7, and then Friday they play Robert Morris at 6 in the evening. All of that happening at the WVU Coliseum. Also on Friday, Sydney, good news, the WVU Baseball team is back on the diamond for some fall ball action at Mon County Ballpark on Friday evening. Do you not know about this? Your I mouth forgot is like about wide open. fall ball. No, I'm literally texting my friends that all graduated that are alumni that are coming in for what's happening on Saturday. Um, and I'm telling them that they better get here in time to go to fall ball. Um, yeah, Thank they you have for to tell them to be here by 5.30 p.m. to watch the Mountaineers play Penn State. We have some fan favorite returning players as well as some upcoming players because, like, the majority of our starting lineup got drafted over the summer, which is amazing. I'm they, so excited for them. They, because they in the major leagues now. That team was so exciting to watch last season, and I'm so excited to see what our Mountaineers do in the MLB, but I'm also excited to see what our current Mountaineers are going to do this fall and this coming spring. But... Back to the pitch. Our men's soccer team also plays UCF this week. They'll take on the Knights at 7 p.m. on Friday, also in Orlando. Then they're back in Dick Dlesk for a match against Dayton on Tuesday. And this is trivia night. I've never been to a WVU soccer trivia night, but like I feel like I need to be there. Like, hello? I'm trying to remember if I've ever been to one. Trivia and, it and sounds soccer? Sounds amazing. It sounds yeah. fun. We got Donuts and Digs. We have soccer trivia night. Like, they stacked this week. They knew it was pit week. They knew it was pit week, and they delivered. Should I drum roll? Not yet. Not yet? No. So they played Dayton on Tuesday at 7 p.m., and then the Mountaineer men are maintaining a perfect record right now with five wins and no losses on the season. Five wins, no losses. Our Mountaineer men's soccer are tearing up. So, like, shout out to them. Keep it going, bud. Okay, now you can drum roll. Last but not least, I hope those Panthers up north are hungry because it's pit week, you guys. Yay! Let's go. The Mountaineer football team is coming off a huge win against Duquesne, and they're hoping to carry that momentum into the backyard brawl that takes place at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday at 
Milan Pushkar Stadium. Sydney, are you going? Absolutely. I went to Pittsburgh last year. Sat in the middle of the pit section. Was terrified for my life. Oh my Literally. gosh. It was no, it was one of the highlights of my college experience. Did and you? I think I I think I told my friend last night, I FaceTimed my friend for like two and a half hours last night and I told her, I said, I think because I never grew up like a massive Ohio State fan. I was never like dedicated to Ohio State the way my family was. I was never dedicated to the Browns. I said, I think this is going to be the biggest and I do mean this like so literally like the biggest sporting event I've ever attended no, for myself in my life the atmosphere is going to be unmatched like I I need to be in that stadium so you don't understand I will get into my own please car please email the, please email uh the following if you have a pit <laughs> ticket for Kaylee <laughs> But we will be dropping it in the description of this podcast. Did you go to the Duquesne game this past Saturday? Yes, I did. So I, I sat in the rain for two hours. I didn't. And waited for the game. I didn't. So I went to the beginning of the game. I got there at six. And then I stayed until it got delayed. And then, um, so it was 14 to 10 when we got delayed. Mm. We were beating Duquesne, but it was 14 to 10. So we walked my friend's house because she lives near the stadium and uh, we kind of waited the delay out there. And then we were there for like, what, an hour, hour and 15 minutes? It was like an hour and 15 and minutes. And I was like, I was like, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. I'm tired. I'm not sitting through the rain to watch us struggle against Duquesne. So I went home. I got my sheets and I went home. One, they gave me one order of mac and cheese bites and I placed one order of my mac and cheese bites of spicy mozzarella sticks, like I said earlier. And I was devastated. Absolutely devastated. I get back to my apartment. I check my phone. Literally, as I got back to my apartment, they started the game back up. Because I was like, they're not finishing this game. Like, it was supposed to rain until 10. So, I went back home. I didn't go back into the game. And I sincerely regret it. Because then we got three unanswered I'd, touchdowns to kick I'd, it off. I'd like to shout out the group of people that I sat with for an hour and 15 minutes on the ground in the concourse of Milan Puskar Stadium. We had a grand old time. And I hope that we never do it again. You know, minus the rain, minus the cold, minus a little bit of a struggle at the beginning until we pulled through. Did you hear about this story that came out of the Duquesne game? Red shirt freshman receiver and West Virginia native Hudson Clement. I'm excited for this kid. Had himself a day on Saturday. Had himself a day. He became one of three receivers in WVU history to achieve more than 175 yards and at least three touchdowns in one game. Do you know? Do you know what other West Virginia receivers have done that? Not gonna lie to you, I don't know the name of a ton of West Virginia receivers, so you're gonna have to tell me something to the tune of Stedman Bailey and Tavon Austin. Heck yeah! And 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 did I mention this kid had never started in a college game before? This was his first start in a college game, and he didn't even have a scholarship. But but Neil Brown fixed that pretty quickly though because he. Awarded Clement with a scholarship in the locker room right after the game. So I'm so I'm so excited to see this. He's giving he's giving David Sills a little bit. Do you remember do you remember mm -hmm. David Sills from it was right before I got to mm -hmm. college? If we get like a Will Greer David Sills duo again. Iconic. Iconic. It's I'll, what we need. I'll be satisfied. If I can end college with that. It's what we need. Are you ready? Are you we, we ready to wrap this thing up? I'm it's ready been, to wrap been, this it's thing up. It's been a great time with you, Kaylee. That is all we have this week. But, Sydney, 
thank you so much for joining me today. I've had so much fun. Keep on listening because we have some guests coming up that you won't want to miss. You can listen to the girls who get it at thedaonline.com or wherever you stream podcasts. Bye.